Welcome to this episode on the FCA's proposed consumer duty and its consequences for fintech firms. I'm Duncan Campbell, a managing associate in our financial regulation team, and I'm joined today by Simon Treacy, a senior associate in our financial regulation team. We're going to start this episode with a refresher of key points of the FCA's proposals. Next, we'll look at some common characteristics of fintech and challenger products and businesses and how the consumer duty might impact them. And we'll finish with a few key actions for fintechs and challengers to take to prepare now. Thanks very much, Duncan. Maybe before we dive in too deeply into the consumer duty, it's worth just talking about what we mean by fintechs and, and challenger banks in this context. Because I think, as you say, there are some common characteristics that they share, which we'll um, touch on during the course of this uh, episode. And I think in general terms, these are fast growing firms with the implication that often regulatory compliance is playing catch up. They are providing agile products, uh, innovative products, and they use data in a, in a novel and innovative way. And also they tend to have a different approach to communicating with clients than maybe other firms would have. And we'll see how all of those different things um, percolate through the consumer duty um, shortly. But first, what is the consumer duty? Well, in the show notes, we link to our episode where we describe what the FCA's proposals are in, in some depth, and we're not going to repeat that here. But it is worth just highlighting a few points which are going to be relevant. If you've heard that previous episode, you'll know that the consumer duty is really a, a new set of rules and guidance telling firms to consider their customers' needs in, in a different way, really putting themselves in their customers' shoes. It represents a move away from prescriptive rules and towards more outcomes-based regulation. A lot is going to be left to firms to work out how they're going to comply, which actually might be good news for fintechs if they can take a more nuanced and proportionate approach to compliance. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. So let's talk about some aspects then of what is and isn't covered by the proposals um, that will be relevant to fintechs and challenges. And let's first observe that the duty would apply only to regulated activity carried out by regulated firms to which the FCA's principles already apply. It wouldn't apply to unregulated activity, even if a regulated firm's carrying it out. So, uh, for example, e-money and payments institutions would be captured. Crypto asset service providers wouldn't be captured, nor would crypto asset businesses of an e-money firm. Just a few examples there. The, the duty would apply to business with retail clients. For example, it would apply to most SME-facing activity where it's already regulated, that is. It wouldn't apply to business with large corporate entities. It might have consequences for regulated activities that are on-ramps to unregulated activities, such as an e-money firm partnering with a crypto asset custodian. Uh, the risk here is that further firms and activities might be brought within the regulatory perimeter in the near future as regulators have their eyes on harm that is occurring outside the current um, boundaries. And here we have our eye, for example, on buy now, pay later. Uh, stable coins might be another example of this. And this raises, I think, some good reasons as to why fintech firms should start engaging with the consumer duty now. Admittedly, the proposals aren't finalized or even really fleshed out that much, but the direction of travel is clear. So it's worth you know starting to engage with this proactively. The duty won't operate retrospectively, but we know that the FCA is, is going to be keen to test 
to test it early on. Uh, and when it does so, it, it, it is likely to use hindsight bias. Um, and, and we know that there is a consistent trend towards the FCA putting pressure on uh, fintechs and challengers to improve the, the overall standard of their regulatory compliance. So it, this is an area which um, which firms should really focus on. And, and I think also it's worth noting that the proposals are going to apply to products that are currently existing. So it might not apply retroactively, but firms will need to be thinking about their current products uh, and start making any necessary changes. So with that groundwork covered, let's look now at how the proposed consumer duty might affect fintechs and challenges in a practical sense. And we're going to do so through the lens of some characteristics that fintechs and challenges often have in common. Perhaps first up, we'll deal with data. Data analysis comes up again and again in the FCA's proposals. And the FCA um, wants, for example, firms to produce management information on customer outcomes. We're not just talking about profitability here, but outcomes. Monitor that data and then make necessary changes. And this will include identifying when particular consumer groups receive poorer outcomes. Further, the FCA wants firms to be able to give evidence of this to the FCA at the FCA's request. Now, fintechs can struggle with this sort of exercise, but it doesn't actually have to be that way uh, in the sense that fintechs have a real advantage here they can play to. They commonly leverage their collection and their analysis of data, uh, including so as to segment customer groups and target them. And they can really use this and play to this strength as they implement end-to-end -end monitoring and testing of consumer outcomes. The challenge here, of course, will be to do this whilst still preserving um, their key USP of being nimble and frictionless in the way that they do business. And I think that's a theme really for fintechs is to think about what their strengths are uh, and to take those advantages that they have and transfer those to compliance with the consumer duty. So, for example, I would say that fintechs have uh, an advantage where it comes to consumer experience. Um, this is something that they have a laser focus on, for example, when they sign up new customers. And obviously, making onboarding as easy as possible is, is only a good thing but it can present risks from the consumer duty perspective. So questions like, does the simplicity of the user experience downplay some important disclosures? Could the customer flow disincentivize customers from making the best decisions? Or maybe does it assist customers in that? So for example, apps might helpfully give some disclosures in, in a hierarchy of detail rather than long form text that can be more difficult to read on a, on a mobile. Now, what the FCA wants to see is timely and proactive communications about important product developments. And that might be, for example, giving customers sufficient notice of an introductory interest rate ending. Now, these are kind of things that fintech should be well placed to, to give their customers, but you still have to go through the process of making sure that you're doing that and, and it's complying with the consumer duty. It's not only about onboarding, of course, thinking about, um, you need to think about the, the customer journey as a whole, and also how, how the that journey ends, you know, how you let go of, of clients and products. Like all firms, fintechs can expect the FCA to use the consumer duty to clamp down on, on behavior that they don't want to see. So perhaps, for example, unjustifiable termination fees or lock-ins. 
Yeah, and these points about lower friction and uh, less barrier to entry, just widening it out, um, really brings up another key characteristic of fintechs here, and that's the sort of products that they offer and why. Fintechs really drive revenue from attracting volume with lower costs and lower margins. So they might offer smaller product ranges, but to a wider target market. And they'll often do that through online or app channels and automate most of their customer-facing processes. Now, all this is great from an efficiency perspective, um, but introduces some vulnerabilities potentially from the consumer duty perspective. So customers might be offered unsuitable products for them, if the suitability assessments that are conducted are too high level. And on this point, the FCA wants firms to have controls to prevent marketing to consumers of uh, products that might have for them a poor cost benefit ratio. And we're thinking, for example, of premium accounts or packages for low income customers, uh, perhaps also multiple buy now, pay later arrangements that together are beyond a customer's servicing capacity. And the channels through which fintechs and challenges offer products online and app uh, might not support good outcomes for vulnerable groups in particular. The FCA does start here by saying that it expects firms to comply with anti-discrimination laws. And for vulnerable customers, interestingly, the FCA wants firms to take the additional care necessary actually for these customers in those groups to have equivalent outcomes to others. And here, actually, there are a few consequential suggestions the FCA makes because um, it suggests that firms do make non-automated and even non-online um, sales and support channels available and also to give their customer-facing teams enough resourcing and delegated flexibility to deal with those edge cases and vulnerable cases. There is an opportunity here, though, of course, to use data analysis again to identify potentially vulnerable customers and adjust engagement with them in particular. And the reason that these suggestions might be consequential is that these measures may, of course, increase resourcing pressures, particularly on firms that solely offer products through online channels and app channels. And we know that for some products, margins are low already. So, of course, the risk here is that additional regulatory burden might actually dissuade some new entrants and stifle, to a certain extent, innovation and development in the space. Oh, that's right. Additional regulatory burden sounds expensive and and that is probably correct and, and it probably would affect fintechs more more than other firms you know fast growing firms as i said at the start do often have stretched compliance teams already and th there's also another potential cost here which is that the the fca is also consulting on a possible introduction of a private right of action for breach of the consumer duty uh, which is really interesting. I have to say it, it, it's unclear at the moment uh, what that will look like if it is introduced and, and, and what the risks they might present. Probably the most helpful thing that firms can do right now with that is just to proactively align its business with the consumer duty proposals overall. So let's talk a bit about product complexity now. And the consumer duty risks are really more acute for complex products. This includes products that aren't necessarily new per se, but that are new to retail consumers in particular. 
and fintechs and challenges are good at exploring uh, market opportunities in this space. Of course, that exploration comes with the risk of regulatory intervention, and there might be some adventurous regulatory interventions here in future. Uh, we've already seen the FCA ban Binance's UK entity, and that was really motivated by the fact that um, UK consumers really are purchasing risky crypto derivatives from Binance Group's website. But essentially, the FCA believes here that retail consumers have rationality that's bounded. And it could be bounded, for example, by their experience or lack of it, uh, their available time, and also information asymmetries that exist reasonably naturally when there is product complexity. FinTech should minimize regulatory risk here by minimizing product complexity that may not actually serve customers' interests. And of course, there are complexities that are unavoidable and can even be useful for consumers. But here, fintechs uh, should take steps to promote customer understanding, like display disclaimers, ask consumers to self-certify their understanding of the risks, and there could be some adjustment of the UX to suit that, including by giving indicative risk reward calculations, even in some cases. So from the conversations that we've had with fintechs, one thing that they are very focused on is the impact that the consumer duty might have on their fee structures. Avoiding surprises should really be the mantra for fintechs. Try to disclose fees upfront wherever possible and minimize hidden costs for consumers. So. Just a few examples, you want to be talking to your customers about the potential for high late payment fees uh, in connection with buy now, pay later or, or other forms of credit, communicating the potential for outsized fees for services that consumers might call upon occasionally, if not regularly, and also talking about payment fees and commissions and spreads in general, but in particular for things like currency exchanges. Some firms might want to move to a flatter fee model that covers intermediaries fees and cross-subsidizes cost of transactions, but all this should be communicated to the, the client at the appropriate time. Absolutely, Simon. And fees are really connected to fair value. So we'll talk about that a bit here. That's a key theme in the FCA's consultation paper. And fair value, of course, is hard to measure in markets that are young and rapidly developing. But the FCA does want firms to assess and monitor whether their product prices are reasonable relative to the benefits they give consumers. And there's really two ingredients to this analysis, which we'll step through in turn. First is price, and then there's the product. And on price, the FCA really is cautious to avoid price control, and it doesn't want to stifle innovation in the space. But we still expect that firms that charge non-competitive prices are likely to draw the FCA's attention. One example might be high fees for remittances, Another might be account keeping fees that are well above the actual cost. And there's a little interesting point to tease out here because for the FCA in this paper, it says that the act of relinquishing privacy is itself a cost or price, which is a fascinating observation. And they give no further detail on it. We're not sure what the consequences will be for firms that leverage, for example, open banking standards like budgeting tools here. So uh, really watch this space for developments. And on the product itself, we expect the FCA to focus initially on products 
with features that may work against customers' interests. For example, payment services with long or volatile processing times or uh, savings products with volatile returns. And it's worth bearing in mind here consumers' perceptions of what a product offers. I'm thinking specifically of e-money services versus bank accounts. Consumers sometimes don't actually differentiate between them all that much. And it remains to be seen then whether the FCA regards FSCS protection in the bank account context as offering greater value than e-money safeguarding. One final point to mention, I think, is around complex supply chains, because this is another interesting nuance of, of the consumer duty, which is that it, it doesn't only apply uh, in relation to retailers, but also to manufacturers of, of uh, financial products. So if you're a business which only provides your services to a regulated firm, and then it's that other regulated firm that owns the relationship with the retail client, actually you as the fintech manufacturer of that product might well be drawn into the scope of these requirements, which which might be, well be a change if, if you're not used to dealing with these standard retail principles like treating your customer fairly, because the consumer duty proposal cuts right across this um, structure. So firms through their regulated activities, influence material aspects of the design, the target market, and the performance of a product. And so on consumer outcomes, what the FCA expects every firm to be responsible for is, is whatever is reasonably expected given their role and the nature of the product and the service that they're providing. And so for those firms to agree really the responsibilities between themselves, which will mean that fintechs and their counterparties are going to have to um, sit down and work this out between them. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. This is an important point, and it applies to uh, fintechs that have the end relationship with the retail consumer, um, but their counterparties are manufacturers in the complex supply chain, and so their manufacturers will need to be involved. Uh, and it applies also to fintechs that manufacture products that others distribute. So firms in both positions will need to be cognizant of this and to prepare. And in fintech especially, some supply chains have cross-border elements. For example, fintechs that give access to international payments, to foreign exchange, um, investment platforms that distribute foreign domiciled funds within the UK. And uh, really, when it comes to this aspect of the market, the proposals are lacking in detail. They presuppose that all firms within the supply chain are subject to the duty because they are UK regulated. So what does this mean in practice? Well, it might well mean that the FCA will simply go after the UK-based firm because that's the only firm it can go after. And that will mean that UK firms uh, should be looking to seek necessary assurances from their international counterparties. And so they'll get involved that way. So, Simon, I think it's almost time to wrap up. If you had three key takeaways then for fintechs and challenges from all of this, what would they be? I think, first of all, start engaging with this now because firms have a lot of work to do to work out, to scope out how the rules are going to apply to their businesses. For example, we mentioned things like regulated activities versus unregulated activities, retail distribution versus involvement in manufacturing products uh, and also cross-border activities as you were just talking about then so i think there is actually quite a lot of work that can be done uh, even at this early stage secondly 
I would highlight customer communication because I think that is going to be key to discharging the, the consumer duty effectively. For fintechs, that is likely to involve thinking about software development and maybe changes to the, the user experience. And thirdly and finally, I think firms should start to keep records and, and developing a, a system of how they can document and evidence for the FDA, if, if they come calling, that they are fulfilling the duty. Uh, and in particular, I would focus here on vulnerable customers. FinTech should um, be trying to play to their strengths here. Uh, and, and in particular, when it comes to data analysis. So those would be my three top tips. Thank you very much, Simon. And that's all we have time for. Don't hesitate to reach out to us to discuss any of these issues further. Our contact details are in the show notes, uh, along with links to our webpage on the consumer duty, which has all our resources on the FCA's consultation, including our podcasts. We'll put more insights onto this webpage as we publish them. And also our payments monthly podcast for all the latest developments in payments and e-money and our Linklater's podcast feed. Share and subscribe for insight across our practice areas. Thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.